The Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver room is a work in progress. They need to add a veteran. Which one should it be today on Locked on Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are Locked on Chiefs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you would, please make another lockdown show your next listen today there's a lot of choices for every team the nfl draft the new nfl draft scouting uh with kyle and the herd here make them your second listen we would very much appreciate it because we are available everywhere and you can get us on youtube as well as all the audio platforms go get sub today and make sure that you get the initial uh notice when the the new episodes drop the fastest, easiest way to get that. So we are going to cover the wide receiver hole that seems to have developed on this particular championship roster and just how to fill it today. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting. You can get the Athletic Matrix right now. It is officially out as of last night. It is free and available. Not free, sorry. It is charge and available over at RogueAPC.com. But I do have a little hint for you all. If you use the code locked 23 you're going to get a nice discount so check out rogueapc.com for the athletic matrix now you can also find uh, nfl33.com and rgr football and i'm chris clark from chiefs corner thank you all for listening we do appreciate it and watching uh go subscribe on youtube uh and hit the notification bell and uh any comments we would appreciate uh on itunes and spotify and all those places as well uh send us some reviews Let's talk about when you start looking at wide receiver. I know there are two main names, but there's some other guys out there as well that kind of just make you wonder. Yeah, but it comes down today. The rumors are rampant that the Chiefs are still in on two veterans. And that makes sense. The Chiefs like to have veterans at that particular position, at least a couple of them. And right now with MVS, the only true vet on there. I don't think you can count Kadarius Tony. certainly not Sky Moore. There's still options for other ex-Chiefs to come back that are free agents right now. But I think the focus right now is the A or B task of bringing in a veteran that's kind of a big name. There are two scenarios we're going to talk later about the additions back to the roster of, of Alec Reddy and as well as a couple other guys in the third segment. And then we're going to get to D-Hop coming up in the next segment. But right now, we're going to start with Odell Beckham Jr., who's been very vocal about his market so far. And the other piece has been very vocal is that the Chiefs are still in it. That can't be said for all the franchises that initially started this offseason interest in OBJ. No, it can't. And that's what we're really here to talk about. I mean, it looks like the Cowboys are out of it at this now, now at this point since they've traded for uh, their wide receiver and Brandon Cooks. Uh, the Ravens could still be technically involved, but the Ravens really haven't spent any money this offseason because I think they're trying to save it just in case somebody tries to, to throw a poison pill with the uh, Lamar Jackson deal. Mm -hmm. Um so there are there are going to be teams that are interested. Uh, you know, the Panthers just signed uh, Adam Thielen, which is another guy that was linked to Kansas City at, at one point. Um, so you would think that they're probably out. But I think it's really coming down to Kansas City, and his market isn't probably what he was hoping he was going to be, just because there's not that many teams left available out there that would be interested, I would think. Yeah, it's certainly running its course. And – he made a statement over the weekend about how um, he's not asking for $20 million per year, but he doesn't feel that four is acceptable. And that has been followed up by a lot of reaction. And like you said, some teams saying, you know what, we're out. 
Chiefs aren't one of those. And so I expect that Chiefs have made a $4 million per year uh, offer. I don't expect he'll take that. But it does tell me that they are serious about doing it. And so the question becomes, at this stage, knowing the Chiefs are one of the, the front runners, and it's been all over ESPN, every talking head on that network has been all over this connection today, which does make me um, tread a little bit cautiously because that generally has a tendency to blow up in my face. But given all this smoke, for you, is the fire at $6 million? Is the fire at 8 We know that they have about 10 right now, and they have a couple options to do something else. I don't think that it's over, but where do you stand and what OBJ's cost for this roster this season should be? Well, to be clear, and I know we're going to get into the salary cap later, uh, the Chiefs don't have 10. The Chiefs have 10 before taking into account the signing of Mike Edwards and the signing of Drew Tranquil and the signing of Nick Allegretti. Uh, more than likely, it's probably closer down to five, maybe even four. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, can they create space? Yes. Uh, and to be clear, I, I do want to say this. We do not know the specifics of the Edwards deal or the Tranquil deal, yet it was reported that they each got $3 million a year. We'll see if that's the real number uh, because eventually that will come out. Uh, we did find out about Allegretti. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, but you sit here and you look at this, and I think that it's, he's in a situation where if he wants to come and play for Kansas City and come and play for Kansas City, I don't know if they're going to offer much more than four. I think they're probably going to stick with where they are, knowing he's coming off an injury for one, and the market just isn't going to be there for him. Okay. I, I can get that. I, I think that'll get driven up a little bit, but hopefully not much. But A, what would be the reason that you wouldn't go up for OBJ, that you wouldn't raise your offer, say, to six-ish? And is that enough still that you think that this deal can get done at, at the four range? Okay, so I was what I've been looking at on my phone, I apologize, is trying to find the exact teams that seem to be interested to begin with. Cowboys, Ravens, Jets, and Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Now, Jets are interested because Aaron Rodgers said he wants Beckham on the team. They could probably make it work, but they've made a lot of other moves uh, and added wide receivers. It sounds like the Bills have also checked in, uh, and, and maybe they could go that direction. But I really don't think he's going to see a market that's going to be uh, much better than what he's got right now just because – uh, if, if he wants to wait, all the teams are going to be out of money, and then he's going to have to sign something even less, in my opinion. If he waits till like training camp, like some veterans do, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you're going to get a better deal then, uh, unless there's a big injury, and, and maybe then you could do it. But th- that's a risk. I don't think he's going to be willing to take. I, I don't know what he's looking for. That's the big question. People have said twenty million, and, and he's saying that people have offered him four. I don't really know that you can split the difference there. I, I don't even know that you could get up to seven or eight million just because he is coming off an injury. Are you going to guarantee seven or eight million? Or are you going to give him four million as a guarantee and, and do incentives for three or four? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you could do something like that, but then you're kind of screwing yourself for next year with the cap. True. If he hits him, which um, obviously you hope he hits him, but if it's worth it for a ring, you, you, you can adjust accordingly, right? So that's right. kind of what it comes down to. Now, he's not the only option out there. I have a tendency to think I can go up to around the six, six and a half, maybe even a little bit more if I have to. We'll, we'll see what has to be done jumping through hoops uh, to get to that number, but I know that they can do it, so I'm comfortable there. The other option that is out there is another veteran in the form of DeAndre Hopkins. We'll talk about him on the backside of this, but right now, this tournament is on full fire, and I know some of us are disappointed in Jayhawk land. 
but you still have the opportunity to lay some action on the NCAA tournament as well as the NBA season. It's right there right now at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because they're giving you a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Then all you got to do is pick your poison. What do you want? You want points scored? You want threes drained? You want offensive rebounds? You want fouls? You can get it all in there. Check it out. Roll it up into a same-game parlay. You can get an even bigger payout. So don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet right now. For up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's right below here, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA and NFL. Now, if I was going to bet, a trade for DeAndre Hopkins is not something that I'd be laying cash on. I'd probably take the under on that. And it's because of everything that we've talked about. It's not the player. It's about the contract situation, what that would bring to Kansas City. Am I crazy or is there a way around that that you're more comfortable with? I don't really think there's a way around it. I think you look at what he has uh, contract-wise, and it's going to be very hard for them to get, go that direction. Um, and I'm trying to pull up the numbers right now. I, I believe his number is around uh, 17 for the year, and none of it's guaranteed, but um, that's a number that's going to be very hard to get in Kansas City's cap. Okay. Uh, so his number for his base salary is, oh, I was wrong, 1945. So 19.5 for his base salary in 2023. That is very prohibitive for the Chiefs. It certainly Uh, is. Can they do it? Yes. It's going to hurt. Now, how would they do it? There are two scenarios to me. One is a trade, as is, with an immediate extension that drops this year's base salary down, allows them to extend, et cetera. We'll talk void years if we have to. I know you and I differ on whether to use them or not, but that's option one. The other option is to wait it out and see if anybody trades for him or if he gets released. Clearly, they're showing interest. Do you think that that's enough that they could get it done if it does get to that point? DeAndre Hopkins is out there on the open market. I mean, they'd have to have they'd have to get permission from Arizona to, to talk about an extension. They'd have to bring the number down, and I don't know what he'd be willing to take to play in Kansas City. Um, but that's going to be a big question. And really, the other side of it for me is yes, he's a supreme talent, and he would bring a huge presence to Kansas City. They don't currently have on the roster a wide receiver, uh, but you are looking at a situation where he is going to be 31 this year when he's playing, he and any extension. That, uh, any extension that you give him is going to be something that he's going to be playing into his mid thirties in, and that's going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. Because wide receivers, off- wide receivers usually lose their, I won't say lose their skills completely, but don't generally age near as well as other positions at, at, for the most part. Yeah. It's not the same cliff that the running backs fall off of, but it's a right. pretty steep decline. Yep. For most. Now, Hopkins, who knows? We'll see. But now, Hopkins is a unique dude. He's super groovy. Um, he's not like Sammy Watkins groovy, but he's he's groovy. And I wonder if that, that leads towards uh, a more um, congenial way of walking into a new locker room, uh, a new role, um, still probably being the man, obviously the biggest name were this to happen. But he doesn't have to be a guy that has to, like, take 90% target share. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing for him. So I I feel like that kind of helps the situation. Do you? 
No, I do think it helps the situation, but I think the the big question is going to be: just, Is Kansas City going to be willing to give up more than ten million a year for a wide receiver? And I think that's really one of the things that you're looking at with Beckham as well. Beckham's around the same age, and you're looking at a situation where if they were going to do ten million a year, I think that they would probably just make the move with with Beckham and get it done because you know you can get it done probably at that number, I would imagine, and you're not going to have to give up anything else to get it. Now, they're not the same wide receiver, obviously. Uh, But the other side of this is Arizona doesn't have to trade him. They want to, probably, but they don't have to. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is it's not a necessity. It It is a luxury, and it is a way, in particular, for you. I think getting to this point and giving how frustrated he was at the end of last season, you know, if you let him get to free agency, you're not getting anything for him. And he, yeah, I, I don't care if he's free agent this year or next, he will get another contract. He will play another year. So can you really bet on a comp pick? Possibly. But I think this is the best way to get any kind of value for him. I just don't know if there's a market out there. Well, he's got two years left on his contract this year, next year. So, I mean, he wouldn't be a free agent until 2025 based on the contract right now, unless they cut him, which if they cut him, they're not eligible for a comp pick. So, I mean, they could possibly get a comp pick, but the other side of this is what's he going to be doing when he's 33 years old? What kind of contract is he going to get at 33 years old? I don't think you're going to see value there, and I don't see think you're going to be able to get a comp pick out of that, especially considering Arizona is probably a team that's going to have to be adding veterans over the next couple of seasons. Fair enough, fair enough. I just checked both their ages, by the way, and Odell Beckham is about six months younger is all. Yeah. So it is not a drastic difference. Uh, they were drafted one year apart. Uh, Dehop was 13 overall, I'm seven overall, and Odell was 12 overall. Bottom Injury line, history is different. Yes. Um, so is play style. Um, yep. Dehop is a contested catch specialist. Um, Odell still, even at his advanced age, as long as he's healthy, what I saw when he was last healthy with the Rams was still a guy that could win running routes. That's the difference. Yep. And Hopkins is going to give, would give Mahomes a different type of weapon than he's ever had before. So that would be interested to see. I would be interested to see that a little bit, but again, that hasn't generally fit this offense. Fair enough. That said, everybody has to, somebody has to come back. This room is, is thin. Nick Algretti just came back on the offensive line. We're going to talk about him. And then what are the options still available for ex chiefs that could be future chiefs yet again? on the backside of this. But I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. The Built Bar March Madness Bracket is here. We know that you have a favorite Built Bar or Puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites today. I'll be voting for the Chocolate Brownie Puff. Uh, It is delicious. I absolutely love it. If you want the Chiefs to win, then you're going to be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or Puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or Puff, you will be entered into a drawing work. 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Bill Bars. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. We start looking at, we could talk about Allegretti in a second, but there are some other free agent wide receivers out there. DJ Chark is an option. I like uh, that one really in particular. Yeah. 
haven't really seen any real interest though from from the Chiefs. Uh, what about Jalen Guyton? No, you're talking not to just Ryan was name, but he's a jag to me. I don't, well, I don't, I don't know if he's a guy that can come in and be anything other than just a guy. Yeah, and then you got the other guys that you talked about that are ex-Chiefs that we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, you, you start looking at some of these guys, and really there's just nobody left. I mean, the, DJ Chark is really the, the main name that's out there. Um, yeah, you've got a couple of guys that are older, uh, but when you start looking at the younger names, that's about all you really have. Scott Miller is out there. Scotty Miller is out there. Um, Miles Boykin, Pharaoh Cooper, <laughs> I mean, old buddy Demarcus Robinson is still out there. Honestly, I would prefer to go back to what the Chiefs have out there right now, and that is McCole Hardman and Justin Watson. If you have to fill back out the, the wide receiver room, I'd rather have somebody not only that has experience in the in the system, but was just here and might yeah. want to help win another ring. That That's where I'm going right back to. Yeah, and one thing that you're going to get with McColl is you got a young guy that can continue to try to develop a little bit and, and mm-hmm. see if you can get that, and that would be helpful. Uh, Watson is a guy that knows the system and can step in and play and play whatever pre- receiver position you really need him to. So I think that that would be helpful. And Mahomes, you know, obviously Mahomes trusts him and he loves him uh, from last season. So something to watch there. I, I do think that Watson is going to be a guy that they probably will bring back, especially if they don't get a, a deal done with somebody else. Yeah, I kind of think so too. I'm just I'm scouring through this list, and I, I Isaiah McKenzie's an interesting name. Um, I, I could look at that, but again, we're we're talking about another player that fits in with what they have. We don't have anything outside uh, of what is really meant to be a slot type body that might be able to do something as a Z. Um, I think that that narrows down the field to tell you the truth. But yeah, it does. That's all. That is that is the options to go back to the well. Um, and, and I do think we'll see that, but it probably won't be for a bit with either McCole Harden or Justin Watson if that is an option. Now, they always carry a ton of wide receivers on well, the practice squad. I just don't see that elevation coming. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Watson, I don't think, will be done until after the draft. If they bring him back, I don't see that being done until after the draft. What, McCole Hardman, I think, is going to get a deal. And the thing that could be holding a deal up for him is injury. That, that's uh, it's possible. Point. It's possible that he's got some other deal, other people out there interested in him, but he's been injured, so he can't pass physical right now. I don't think so. Something to watch there. That that is definitely a difficult part of it. Something we don't have to watch now is that Nick Allegretti is back, and the Chiefs used a familiar cap tool to do this. Got him back. I'm really, really surprised because I thought for sure he was going to have an offer from the Chicago Bears. Ryan Poles up there now. They need help on the offensive line. Uh, how surprised are you that he didn't end up in Chicago? A little bit. I think that Chicago is probably going to be looking at drafting and, and trying to address their needs through the draft a lot. I, although one thing that they have started to do in Chicago this year that I think is very smart on his part is their front-loading contracts. And so they will not be in cap hell uh, with the veterans that they're going to be signing over the next, or that they signed. So that's something that's good, and they need to just spend the money. Uh, cash wise to get up on their cap number that they've got. So it does make a lot of sense. So he comes back to Kansas City, um, is now a guy that uh, the Chiefs don't have to go out. I, I do think they like a couple of, of athletic guards later in the draft. Um, but Allegretti fills that hole from guard to center to guard. He can snap if he has to. He is that essential backup. 
obviously can come back um, and him and his dad can load the U-Haul back up and come back down from Northbrook or wherever it is that he lives. Um, but that said, it is a familiar deal because it's exactly what Andrew Wiley did. Was it last season or the season before? It was last year. Yeah, it's a veteran minimum deal uh, where they basically are going to count about 1.3 against the salary cap, but they're getting 2.5. Uh, gets a signing bonus of 152500 and then gets a salary of like $2.3. Um, but it's a fully guaranteed deal. Uh, mm-hmm. And But it's the nice thing for Kansas City is, like I said, it's only going to count 1.3 against the cap. So it gives them some cap flexibility. And really, I think the, in this scenario, you're looking at a situation where you probably have seven of, I don't know, the eight or nine offensive linemen on your roster already right now. Yeah. And we all know that they might carry Maybe 10, eight. but they they need eight at a minimum. So that kind of sets them up. I think a draft pick is certainly in the future. Um, with the Laramie Tunsil signing over the weekend, I don't I don't think anything's coming. Uh, that that was the last thought. I if they were gonna make a big splash on the line, I thought that would might be it. So now I do think it is a draft pick. Round that group out, they might pick up uh, another piece here or there. There's a lot of offensive linemen out there. Um, you never know exactly what their criteria are. So I'm always interested in that. But right now, do you see anything happening immediately here in the near future that maybe we should be on the lookout for? <laughs> yeah, I, I could sit here and say no, but of course, Kansas City is probably going to go out and do something tomorrow. I did not see the Tranquil I'll let you signing coming. Yeah, I didn't see Tranquil come. I didn't see Edwards coming. I didn't see either of those guys uh, being positions that Kansas City would be looking to spend a little bit of money on. Um, Tranquil is going to be very interesting. We already talked about him a little bit over the weekend. So that's going to be something to watch and how they're going to end up using him. When you start looking at the offensive lines, we were talking about though, I think you have eight now, uh, mm-hmm. Prince is Prince is eight probably. Um, now whether or not he's able to make the roster if Kansas city invests in the offensive line and the draft is a question or whether, you know, who knows they could find an undrafted free agent that comes in and, and impresses them. I mean, that's possible, uh, with some of those offensive linemen. I mean, it's, Every year, somebody comes in as a UDFA and usually makes the team somehow. Absolutely. Are you surprised that Isaiah Wynn is still available? A little bit. I but am too. I, I don't know. I don't think he played great. I mean, he played well enough, but he didn't True. play great. So, and when you start looking at this draft, if you're going to be drafting in the top part, you have a chance of getting four guys probably that I think that you feel really good about uh, and, and maybe even five guys, if you're counting Harrison in Oklahoma. Um, so uh, I guess I'm a little surprised that he's available because he's quality offensive lineman, but at the same time, if he doesn't fit what a team wants, he doesn't fit what a team wants and uh, he'll sign somewhere and he'll play next year. I just uh, not sure where it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Kansas city, but we'll see. Yeah. There are bigger mysteries. We're going to talk about the draft options for both these positions this week. Matt Derrick's going to be with us tomorrow. So make sure you like, sub, and hit that bell. Make sure you you check out Locked On NFL Scouting. The draft dudes are back. It is Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs back on the network. And we have some things coming about where the Chiefs are going. There's, There's another pin or two that has to fall, and then it is hot and heavy. So please check out the Athletic Matrix right now. It is at rogueapc.com, and you can use that code LOCK23 to get yourself a discount because the draft guide is right around the corner. As I'm finishing up, me and the 
the staff over at Rogue APC, we are finishing our, our film grades. We're getting everything put together so that we can lay out the draft options at every position, but specifically the ones that the Chiefs want. And I, we've talked a lot about tackles, edges, wide receivers. If they have to, to sidestep and go a different direction, there's options there as well. So check that out. I want to maybe explore later in the week, what is, what's the crazy scenario? They get everything done. What goes, what goes nuts? What is the loop in the well, draft that we're not expecting? Yeah, and I think there's a lot of different directions you could go there. And I think the one thing that I would say that needs to be thrown in there when you start looking at wide receivers is you also need to consider tight ends. And it's not necessarily because they need a tight end one because obviously Kelsey is here, but he is older. He, you have to start thinking past Travis Kelsey is going to continue playing. I'm not trying to jinx anything or say I think he's going to be retiring anytime soon, but developing somebody especially in a draft class that is looked at as being maybe all time deep yeah at the position would Day be smart. three tight ends in this class are going to be worth the effort and i think the chiefs will pick one up they'd be wise to yeah and i wouldn't be shocked if they looked a two if they're not able to get a wide receiver that they like fair enough because they like 12 personnel or 13 personnel sorry that's all i was gonna say no absolutely and folks we we are trying to run through as many scenarios as possible we do that on mondays if you missed yesterday's show it is a mock draft monday where we run through a typical scenario to see how things fall out what the chiefs can do is their trade options we do that every monday up until the draft we are here five days a week so that is the monday show matt derrick is with us on wednesday so you can get the insider view from around the facility we're balancing everything out, and it's a long process, but we are well into draft season. I hope you guys are having fun. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for liking and subbing on YouTube and subbing over on the audio platforms. We appreciate your time. Have a good day, and we will talk to you tomorrow.